0: You're listening to Theological Sidebar, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting, that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Theological Sidebars. I'm glad that you guys are with me. Here we are, starting up again. I'm in my Lieutenant Colonel's chair, just chilling in the office. Here we are. So, uh, going to continue on in our discussion that we've been having on the parable of the sower. So I'm ready. If you are, let's do this. All right, so we're going to be looking at Matthew 13 and uh, now I want to look at verse 22, Matthew 13, 22, if you will. Um, this is what I think is the biggest problem, uh, I think, in the American church today. Uh, now the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. A um, couple things I want to say about this. Before we uh, go any further, one thing I've realized going through this passage is for a long time I wanted this passage to be uh, affirming that there are such a thing as carnal Christians. Um, Because if you can affirm that there's carnal Christians, then you can affirm that uh, really all I needed was hell insurance, right? That I can live however I want to live. And, um, as long as I got, uh, got Jesus, I'm okay. And so I wanted this passage for the longest time, um, to be a passage that would essentially just affirm me and say, Hey, dude, you're cool. Just be you, you know, just continue on the path that you're going down. Don't worry about things like sin. Don't worry about, you know, anything else. Just be you. And, um, Problem is when you read this passage, uh, Jesus doesn't give you that option to be like, "Oh, you look, it's okay, everyone's saved," uh, because it talks about it was choked out. A choke is it, it's a killing move. It's it's wiping this out, right? Um, so this is somebody who we find in the story, this parable, right? That um, somebody who uh, is their life is choked out of them. They're not really a follower of Jesus. Why? Because instead of following him, they have been they've followed something else. He says, the worries of this age or the deceitfulness and the deceitfulness of wealth. Well, what is that? Well, uh, let me give you a couple things. So these are some verses that I will pop up here on the screen. Let's go with this one first.. Um, This is from Paul in 2 Timothy 4 9. Make every effort to come to me soon because Demas has deserted me since he has loved this present world and gone to Thessalonica. Um, This is somebody who has loved the things of this world, um, who goes and seeks after the things that this world has to offer. And so it's not necessarily the worries that he's worried and he's anxious. This is not a verse for if you suffer from anxiety. That you're worried that you're considered unsaved or whatnot like that. No, this is about people who uh, they spend their life chasing after the things of the world. Um, And so they are chasing after things like uh, money and pleasure. Uh, They're told that you need to have these things. That uh, you need to move and go after the stuff that the world wants you to go after. Uh, and so this is that's the first thing. It's really more of a love of the world and love of pleasure, love of self, is what this is about. Um, it's not necessarily worried. It's worried that you don't get those things. And so oftentimes people, you know, they they frustrate and they're frustrated over the fact that they don't have things. Uh, and you see what they're doing is they're worried about the things that they they want badly, they crave, they lust after. Um, and um, those are the anxieties or the worries of the world. Here's another one, though. Paul gives us more in First Timothy, uh, and he says, But those who want to be rich fall into temptation, trap, and many foolish, harmful desires, which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So, uh, this is another one that deceitfulness of wealth uh, is the the idea that these are people who uh, they're chasing the dollar. These are people who. It's it's about, you know, when you read them in parallel, uh, right, that the deceitfulness of wealth and the the um, the anxieties of the of this world. Right. The, all of those things are read alongside. This is somebody who is chasing after the world, Somebody who worries the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth. These are people who they chase what the world tells them to chase. I'll tell you, you know, I think uh, pleasure and self are the big things that we chase today. And for some reason, Christians don't find it incompatible uh, to say, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. Yes, but uh, their commitment to Christ is minimal. Versus your commitment to all other things that the world tells you are important, right? I, I don't get how uh, your, your commitment to being uh, you know, uh, comfortable or being on vacation or crip commitment to, uh, to your job uh, has higher priority than your commitment to Christ and His church, right and that's something i think we forget about too right this is not just a, ha- a hammer on post covid people need to get back into church but this is to say that like one of the ways that you demonstrate that you are a follower and that you are committed is you're committed to gathering with his people for worship i think the me and jesus got our own thing going mantra of uh, of you know christian culture or cultural christians of the day is bogus. Uh, these are not people who are saved at all. These are people who they they claimed it. Yeah, I made that decision. I got saved at camp or, you know, I came down the aisle. I got baptized, but their life shows no shred of it because they've been choked out by chasing all other things except Jesus. Now, sure, they might come to church at Christmas or Easter. Or sure, they might, you know, give every now and then, but their life shows no evidence. And this is one I'll say this. It's easy for us to sit and to point and say, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. But the big question is, can you look at yourself and see that this could be the case? Because you look at your life and say, what am I chasing? Does my life evidence that I'm chasing Christ and I'm to follow him and to, uh, to pursue what he wants for my life? Let him command me. Or am I pursuing all the things that I desire? Am I pursuing Christ's desires for my life? Or am I pursuing my desires for my life? And that's not to say that you can't enjoy nice things and enjoy wealth and enjoy uh, getting away and enjoying all of that comes with that, especially if you have the means to. But you need to always keep in check. Where is my devotion and my following of Christ? Right? Am I devoted to being his follower? Am I devoting to serving him and his church? Am I devoted to the gospel? Am I devoted to missions? Am I devoted to being a disciple maker? Or am I more devoted to being an employee? To being a somebody with a great hobby? And that would help you figure out very quickly what that should look like. And I think that this is one that I think all of us in the American church today, if you're not part of the American church, still do this. <laughs> like, if you're somebody who's like, well, don't worry, I'm not part of the American church because I'm an American, but I'm a Christian, but not in church. This is you. But maybe you're, yeah, I've always been surprised. i see people people who listen and they're in another country. Thank you but if you're part of that church, do still evaluate, okay? Evaluate where you're at. Is your life choked out by pursuing what your culture, what your world, what the world tells us to pursue? Pleasure, self, you know, uh, wealth, you name it. Or am I pursuing what God wants from me? by seeking what he wants. All right, that's it. That's all I got right now. Just a short little one. No one ever complains about the short little ones, and that's good. Kind of like these short ones. All right, hey, we'll talk to you later. Hope this was helpful and uh, something to think about. All right, we'll talk. Bye-bye.